Where's your wife? She's on her way? I'm sorry? Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and we can respond to your questions and comments. Good morning, everybody. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Any questions before we get rolling? Comments or anything? No. So everybody doing fine? Amazing. Um... <laughs> Okay. Anybody here for the first time? Oh, really? Okay. What's your name? My name is Junior. Junior. How did you hear about us? I've been watching. On oh, YouTube. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been watching on YouTube for a couple years now. Okay. Yeah. Any questions or comments about anything? Not right now, but I probably will eventually. Oh, okay. Amazing. And your name, sir? My name is Chris. Chris, how did you hear about us? I've been watching you on, on YouTube for about six months. So oh, okay. How's everything going? It's going good. Uh, any questions or anything? No, sir. Not right no. now. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, Your first time, right? Yeah. And, and how did you hear about us? From my husband. He's a fan. Oh, good. <laughs> He's a fan. Are you a fan, too? Yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> you like me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any disagreements? No. No. All right. Not at all. Any questions? No. All right. And this is your first time? Yes. And what's your name? I am uh, Paul. Uh, I've learned the show through him, this guy, my friend. Oh, okay. Uh, so I don't know anything uh, about the show. You haven't heard the show at all? No. Oh, uh, good. First time. Your yeah. first time. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. You look like Paul. <laughs> St. Paul. In the Bible, yeah, St. Paul. All right. Yes, ma'am. You got a question? Good morning. I was wondering what the relationship, um, what was the relationship like between Jesus and his mother? Who? What was the relationship like between Jesus and his mother? And his mother? Mm -hmm. He didn't like her. I, you know, and you no, no, I think I think you're right because I I read something. I, I don't hear a lot about his mother. I, I read something in the in the Bible, like a little piece, and it's about the miracle of marriage in the Feast of Canaan. And so, mind if I read it? It's only three lines. Okay. It says, on the third day there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him. They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, what business do you have with me, woman? My hour has not yet come. And so it let, when I read that, I thought, wow, what kind of relationship he had with her? Because, yeah. you know, 
I was just curious. On the only thing I know is he told her to go sit down once he went to church or something. Yeah. And she was like, where are you? Where are you? He like, none of your business. That's the only thing I kind of know about him. Mm-hmm. So not a lot, a lot about the mother that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And if ever that was apparent, it's apparent now with all this stuff just happening in the world right now, and especially in our country. Uh, that was a shooting in Atlanta, Georgia, where a white guy was accused of shooting some Asian people, and he went up in a, a nudie bar or something, I guess. Was it a nudie bar? A Same thing, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different name. <laughs> massage parlor. And according to the press conference that the cops ha- held, they said he said he did it because he was addicted to sex and he was trying to get past that. But when you look at the news, they're saying he did it because of white supremacy. Yeah. It's like all over the news, white supremacy. And I'm, like, I'm thinking, why are they lying about it? That's not what the guy said. According to the press, uh, I mean, according to the press conference that the cop had. And so I wonder why they lied. And I realized that these people want a race war. They really want a race war. It was already known that black people were attacking the Asians, at least up in San Francisco and other areas. But they're not reporting about them at all that I've seen. It's all about the white and black thing. And now they're trying to bring in the Asians and say, hey, people of color under attack. And there's a total attack upon white people. And they really, really want a race war. And that's why I want to encourage you, you got to get over the anger because you will be set up. Any little thing that white people do at this time, they're going to push it and push it and push it, especially encouraging young white guys to be angry and act out. So don't play into this game. Because they get a race war going, we are locked down again. Real lockdown. They're going to take away your weapons, your right of speech, and everything. But what's interesting about it, you have white people reporting these lies too, as though they're exempt from whatever's to come. And I noticed that Christianity and secularism has merged as one now. And you can't tell the difference between Christianity is in the uh, secular world. The Christians go right along with it. They sound just like the enemies of God. And I'm wondering, how did that happen? When did it, when did it become one that the Christians are now sounding like the, uh, the children of the lie? There is no difference between the language. And so we got to come, we cannot be a part of evil if we expect to make it through this thing. Because it's got to get worse before it gets better. There's an all-out assault on white people. I mean, they're just saying it. And there's no real pushback about it. And so I don't know what they expect to have, but this is evil, good versus evil. And I want to encourage you, you better start speaking up before it's too late. At least start speaking up before you act out and do the wrong thing. Because... They're going after white people. They want a race war. And they are blaming Donald Trump for everything. <laughs> Donald Trump is nowhere around anymore. And he's been blamed for everything because they want to use that. 
Oh, even with this shooting in Atlanta, they were saying um, Donald Trump called it Chinese disease. I mean, Chinese virus, right? Something like that. And now the white supremacists are on the run. Y'all better speak up before it's too late because these black people are mad. They are believing into it. They are angry. They are attacking white people. And eventually, if you don't start speaking up, you're going to start fighting back in the wrong way. So it's best to speak up while you can before it's too late because they want to take away our rights to bear arms and all kind of stuff. And I've never seen white people be so cowardly. They're just afraid. And not just the whites, other people are afraid to speak up too, but especially white people. So I want to warn you that this is a spiritual battle. God said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. And this is happening like 90 going and moving fast. Moving fast. And anyone that speaks up, especially if you're white, you're under attack. So Christians got to start supporting one another. Really. You cannot afford to be quiet on these issues. Because after a while, it's going to be a race war. I don't see anything to stop it. And so get busy. Start speaking up. Don't be afraid. Who is afraid? Anybody here afraid to speak up about this stuff? You are afraid? You're afraid? And why are you afraid? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute. It's hard to speak up because I'm afraid that I'll lose my job. Oh, you will? Yeah. Um, even if you didn't speak up at work? Even if I didn't speak up right. at work? I said you're away from work. Uh, well, I live a very public life, so even being here is a risk. But is, is being here is a risk? Oh, for sure, yeah. Not that, that I think anyone I know is going to watch this, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. And how is it a risk being here? Um, because people, you know, tend to just, like, read headlines and not really look deeper, and they make assumptions. And uh, we're all just being so forced into, like, this false dichotomy of black versus white. Not, like, good versus evil, but, like, we're all sort of stuck in this like race against each other (laughs) and uh you know we forget to give those that we know and love like the benefit of the doubt so people will just instantly jump to conclusions rather than like look at my whole history and like judge me as a person they'd be like oh she's racist she's here you know she's she's a white supremacist she's here or something like that you know are you a christian um i am uh new on the path i don't want to call myself a christian because i feel like i don't know enough yet and i don't want to be like a poser or anything like that is this your first time here yeah oh okay and what's your name? Faye. Faye. Oh, you don't want to say your name, right? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean I I'm all in. I made the commitment. No. I'm here, so I might as well. <laughs> no. so, so you say you're on your way to becoming a Christian? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was raised by a single father who taught me that, like, God was dumb and, like, people use religion as a crutch. And he was like, just pay, don't pay attention to that. Oh, I so see. it wasn't until, like, later in life, actually, like, a weird... Weird route that got me here. And I'm like, you know what? It's the only thing that makes sense, man. Yeah. And so what is it like to be afraid to speak up? What is that like for you? Oh, my gosh. It's like it's a challenge because, you know, when you hear someone say something that seems like sort of like very, very wrong based on things that you know or like just seems like pure evil and you just like get this feeling inside of you and it like sort of like saps the life out of you sometimes. And like you've got to like... I don't know, several times throughout the day, I find myself like making a choice. Do I approach this person, like have a conversation with them, or do I not? Sometimes the battle is just like not, not worth it. Sometimes I'll, I'll 
you know, have the courage to talk to somebody, and, but it's always like a safe person. Like, I think, I think I might be able to make a case for myself in this instance, but if I feel like there's, there's no point, yeah. then I'm, I'm afraid to just say, I think differently than you. Have you noticed that the other side is not afraid to say whatever they want to say? <sighs> I do Anywhere, notice that. Anywhere, oh, yeah. they just say it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I've, you know, I've spoken up before, and it's really changed uh, my relationship at uh, another job that I have. And oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, one of my coworkers found out through like, you know, talking to other people that I voted for Trump, and the first and like we've been friends for years, and she always like thought that I was a pretty pretty smart person, um, and uh, as soon as she found out I voted for Trump, she looked at me and she's like, "Wow!" And I thought you were smart. And I was like, "Oh, that hurt my feelings because when she told me she was a socialist, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more." Right. I already thought she was smart, yeah. so I'm like, "Ah, well, maybe there's something to it that I don't know." But she just instantly pushed me aside, you know, and it changed our relationship at work and uh, in life. So weird. Oh, um, did you mind that losing that person as a friend or? The well, I have to work with her quite a bit, so it's uncomfortable at work. Oh, it is. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's just like, and she just reminds me all the time, like, "Oh yeah, well, you, you." Uh, you know, you, you need to be sort of brought into the century. Uh, I'm like, all right. <laughs> Whoops. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's made my life difficult. And, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't feel like I've lost her as a friend because I feel like I've sort of realized who she really is. Yeah. What do you think will happen if we don't start speaking up eventually? Do you ever think about that? Oh, yeah, I think about it all the time. And, um, and I, it's on my mind a lot because there are t- times I... I was saying where I do choose to speak up and sometimes it goes it goes great and I'm like wow I've sort of brought people to my perspective not that my perspective right but you know sort of like shown people there are other perspectives right. you know there's not yeah. just one narrative out there and sometimes it's gone really well at the point where I'm like man you know like you really I really need to and then at the same time we'll speak and up and I'll have people warn me like Faye <laughs> hey you got to be careful what you say on social media because you're being watched and you could easily be you know amazing <laughs> It's, it's interesting how they find what's important to you. And if you speak up, they threaten to take that away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been an interesting thing because, you know, I'm, I'm not from around here. I fly out here for one of my jobs. And, uh, and it was something I was talking to my husband about recently because I made the choice. Like I said, as soon as they mandate a vaccine for me to have to fly, yeah. you know, I'll try to drive. But eventually it's going to get too much. And, like, that's my line drawn in the sand as I'm not taking the freaking vaccine. So... If, as soon as that happens, I'm going to kiss these jobs goodbye and go back to working for myself. But, like, why do I not feel the same way about speaking up for what right. I believe in, you know? It's just, yeah. it's interesting. I'm not there yet. I haven't figured it out yet. But I'm starting to ask the question. Yeah. And I don't like the answer. <laughs> I noticed that a lot of people are afraid to speak up. It, yeah. It's the darndest thing I've ever seen. But we got to speak up because if not, they're going to win, and it's over for us. It's right. over for this country. So we got to start speaking up. I, uh, yes, sir. Did you have any questions? This is your first time here. Any questions about anything else? Uh, I'm sure I will, but not yet. Okay. Are you close to your father? Uh, you know, I, I was raised by him, and I was very close to him for a long time. And I, it, I didn't speak to him for, like, about eight years. And then uh, I watched one of your videos, thanks to my husband, and I was like, ah, I, should, I should forgive him. Yeah. So I found a way to contact him and reached out to him, and I forgave him, and uh, it went well. So okay. now, now we're close again. Right on. Nice. Right here. Yes, sir. I just had a question. Um, 
I'm not, I don't disagree, but I just want to know what the purpose of speaking up is, meaning like what's the end goal? Is it to convince other people? Is it to show other people that there's another way, that they don't have to, you know, be caught up in all this anger and division? Like I'm just curious what the end because goal is speaking Because there's up two sides is. to every story. And if we don't speak up, especially with young people, young people are so brainwashed that they'll just believe is one issue. Like most people believe that there is such thing as racism, right? And the reason they believe that because they haven't heard, they haven't had any pushback in years saying no, because there's no such thing as racism. Racism is a made up lie, period. But because no one's really been saying that, the young people are taught in schools and churches and other places that there is racism. White people are racist. So they grow up hearing that, they start to believe it. And once they believe it, they'll pull it into the other side. So you should, um, there has to be two sides to every story. So they need to hear the other side. Because a lot of people now realize, some people realize now that there is no racism. Because they've heard me say over and over again, no racism, right? So they're starting to realize, wow, there is no racism. And there's a, because I have a battle, it's a spiritual battle between the truth and the lie. The truth needs to be expressed out there in order to defeat the lie. So how do we avoid speaking out in the wrong way? Like how, how, do, we, uh, have, how do we find discernment, right, to know when to speak and, what, you know, speak up, when not to speak up so, you know, so you're not hurting yourself or just... Because, yeah. like, you know, I've, in the past, I've found myself trying to, quote, unquote, speak up, right? But in reality, I hadn't fixed or, you know, I had things to overcome in my own life, yeah. right? And so I felt like a hypocrite, and the person, I feel like, can sense that, and so they're not as receptive to what I have to say, right? Because it's not coming from the right place. So I'm just wondering, how do we get that discernment to know when to speak up and when and when To overcome to. anger. Okay. Once you overcome anger, you're going to walk in the light, and the light, which is of God, will show you when to speak and when to be quiet. It will really give you the words to say and the words not to say. You would know what to do, and it would be perfect. It would be right on time all the time. And if the people don't like it, no big deal. If they like it, no big deal. But you've got to overcome the anger so that you can see. Anyone that has anger can't see, and they, they tend to speak up in the wrong time and end up destroyed by it. But you must be guided by the light. You've got to overcome the anger. Have you overcome the anger? Uh, no, not fully. And, and why not? Well, I mean, I do get angry sometimes. I don't think of myself as an angry person. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I haven't. I can't say that I never, ever get angry. Have, do you believe that you can live without anger, period? Well, like on my, on my drive here, the people in L.A. drive crazy, right? Yeah. And this lady wouldn't let me get over, and I... I got I got angry, you know. So so you got angry coming to church? No, no, not today, not this morning, not this. Oh. I was good this morning. This oh. was yesterday. No, I was driving up from San Diego, but oh, I see. You know, things like that. Like even then, you're not supposed to get angry. No. Okay. Once you overcome anger, it's a spirit that made a home in you, and once God take it out of you, it's impossible to get angry. But I can still honk, right? You can, yeah. You can yell. You can raise your voice. Uh, but you wouldn't have that hatred in you. It would just be from love. I have you. you. Have you heard me say what to do to overcome anger? Yes, I have forgiven my mother. How did that go? Uh, it went. It went okay. I mean, she didn't think that 
I had anything to forgive her for. She thinks I misunderstood her. But um, I, you know, I, I just told her the truth. You know, I said, I forgive you for, you know, turning me away from my father and, you know, making me angry in, very way, in various ways and stuff like that. And um, she actually said she couldn't sleep for, like, months or something. Like, she had trouble sleeping after I told after her After you that. told her? Yeah, and I said, nice. I Nice. <laughs> And I kind of felt guilty. Oh, yeah, hell, we're eating her up. Yeah, I kind of felt guilty. Seeming like, I can't believe he blaming you. Yeah, I kind of... daddy. I kind of felt guilty at first, but then I was like, why, why would anyone lose sleep over someone forgiving you? Right. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, I was right. like, it's not really my problem. I was like, you know, I told her I, st- I, you know, I still love you. Like, I, you know, I'm still your son. I, I don't... But I guess she just didn't understand what I was saying, but... She um, understood it. That's why she couldn't sleep. You think it like it was like she didn't want to admit that she didn't want to. She did all that. The hardest thing in the world for a woman to do. The hardest thing. She'll defeat Satan before she admits she's wrong. Yeah, and what's crazy is when I told go to hell with a fork and a knife and kill Satan. (laughs) The hardest thing for a woman to do is admit she's wrong. Yeah, I, I guess so, because I just thought it was weird. I was like, well, I mean, it's not my fault you can't sleep, like, you know? Right. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just said I forgive you, that's all. Do you live with her? No. Oh, how did you find out she couldn't sleep? She told me. And why do you think she told you? To make me feel guilty. I rest my case. <laughs> so you should say, oh, Mommy, I'm sorry. You're not bad. It was Daddy. No, I didn't cave. I didn't go back. I said, I, I don't take back a word that I said. I mean, I, I said everything I did out of love, so it wasn't. Yeah. My intention was not to make you, you know, stay up all night. It was just to, to tell you how you were, and maybe you can see it. But The hardest thing for a woman to do, even the best of them. And what's crazy is when I told my dad, he was like, like thank you. Like, yeah. Like, this is this is awesome. He was like. And we had a, a better relationship after that. I mean, I still have a good relationship with my mom, but it's like it was different when I forgave my dad. He was like, it's like he was waiting for me to say that almost, yeah. that I forgive him. Whereas and with my mother, it was like how she was like, I thought it felt like a bomb went off in the room when you said that. And I was like, well, I don't. That what she said? Yeah. You should say it did. <laughs> you exploded. <laughs> so do you, do, you, do you deal with your mother like an adult now? Yes, I, yeah. I actually do. Like, when she says certain things to try to, like, you know, like passive-aggressive things. Because, yeah. you know, she's a very nice person, and I think, like, nice people. Are the worst. They want to avoid confrontation at all costs. No, they don't. So, well, yeah, but she'll make comments, like, kind of passive-aggressively, and I've noticed, like, how, like, it would affect me when she would do that. So yeah. I started saying, hey, like, you can't talk to me like that. Like, there if you, you have go. something that you want to tell me, just be straight up, but... Don't beat around the bush. So it has my, you know, f- for me, it's definitely, it's definitely helped a lot. Um, right on, man. Yeah. Well, now that you've done that, the woman is no longer your God. The yeah. role is reversed now. So you'll find yourself growing and dealing with all people the same. You won't have that fear. That's good. Are you married or stuff? No. Oh, thank no. God. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but uh, good, man. But yeah, when you are you doing the silent prayer? No, you're not. No. I recommend you start doing it. Why haven't you started already? I've done it a couple times. Uh, I mean, I do pray on my own, um, 
and it's you, you pray. How how do you pray? Uh, with words. And how do you know what to pray about? Um, I just don't. I don't th- overthink it. I just I talk. I pray like I'm talking to like a friend or like you know like I just I'm just you know I don't know. It just kind of comes to me when I when I feel the need to pray. Oh, okay. I don't really like follow. Uh, you know, a certain prayer or whatever. I just do whatever comes naturally, but... So you just wake up in the morning, hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, I mean, I'm not like, hey, no. buddy, but, you know, it's no, like, man. it's a... Uh... Okay, good, man. Well, do both. Okay. Once you do your little talking with him, be still and know him. He's going to blow your mind. He's going to renew your mind. And eventually, you're going to forget the old ways. It is though it never happened. It's all you have is right now, he would take that the old ways away from you, renew your mind. But but you got to be still so he can do it. He would take care of that. Good, man. Okay. That's Thank amazing. you, Jesse. Your, your show and everything you do helped a lot, too, so right I appreciate it. Thank you. You're from San Diego, you say? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Did you have your hair? Yeah. Okay. You said you could yell? I don't. I'm sorry? You said you could yell. You said don't. You said yell and that kind of. Meaning that, that I think that, that me some people think that we, people. some people think when you don't have anger, they think you're like soft and passive, you know, and you don't get involved, but you do. It's just that you do it with perfect love. You can raise your voice. You can do what you need. When to you do. say like, because I was working with this guy, he's been coming to my house, and he's like kind of, he's kind of a little bit, you know, not there, but he's like a boss of this company, so he's coming to my house and we're working. And um, and he kind of gets you know like irate if something doesn't go right. Yeah. And then I and I was looking. I said, hey, you know, you gotta. I said, we're we're good, we're good. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, rah, rah. And then he starts like getting crazy. And I get up. I say, hey, you need to, you need to calm your ass down, blah blah. blah. And I start yelling at him. as a grown ass man. And what? can you hold the cursing? What? Can you hold the cursing? You are in church. No. What did I say? Hell. Anyways, but yeah, I was. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I I was yelling at him, but I was like, I'm not I'm not angry. I just I feel like I have to, you know, like when a little kid puts a, you know, cookies in the microwave or something or whatever, you, just some random that you're just like, hey, yeah. don't do that. Um, I felt like I had to yell at him, but then I felt like, damn, am I am I tripping or am I wrong? Well, there or? is a time to raise your voice to yeah. get the attention. But you, that's why you have to know that you know for yourself if you've been born again of the Father. So because I wouldn't have been confused will, if I was. Satan will make you think that you uh, have overcome, but when situations come, you find yourself giving in to them. Yeah, that, that, that happened a yeah. few times. Yes, sir. I think the diff- difference for me, I've been working on anger for several years, and I've got to a good place with it. The, the difference for me is, is when that yelling comes out of an emotion. Right, as opposed to you know, you have that anger. You know, yeah. you need to raise your voice yeah. in order to communicate a point, and you're doing that within your control. If you're yelling purely out of the emotion, for me, that's what I've had to get, you know, get rid of. Right? If I'm if I'm coaching, you know, my kids on the, on a soccer field and they're 50 yards away, I got to raise my voice. Right? right? But I'm doing that in a controlled manner. Right? I'm not doing it because I'm I'm upset. You know. That's so, right. Have you overcome anger already? You have no anger. Yeah. Yeah. See? I've been I've been sober from anger for about two years. Oh, yeah. Praise God. Yeah. So you never give in to it? What happened? I was leaning back in the chair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dangerous. So you don't have it at all anymore? What's that? You, 
Uh, hold on. Now. You don't have it at all anymore? No. And so what is it like to live without anger for you? Well, it actually overlaps with the idea of the silent prayer in the sense that um, I started a few years ago also in terms of my prayer life uh, used to be like one direction, right? I would just say things up that way, right? But a lot of what the silent prayer, a lot of what meditating and developing a relationship with God is about listening, you know, about putting that time and space in your life. Yeah. So that's been a lot more of my life now. The pace has slowed down a lot. I spend a lot more time listening for him, breathing yeah, deeply, man. you know, waiting for the spirit. Um, and I'll speak to him, obviously, as well, but a lot more time listening than, than speaking. And that tends to uh, that tends to get rid of a lot of the ups and downs and the emotion, emotional roller coaster of, of life in a big city. Right on. Nice. It's time for men to really, because I've never seen so many weak men in all my life. I didn't know it was possible to be that weak. I've heard of weakness, but not like what, what I'm dealing with, with other people. Good, man. Yes, sir. Did I see your hand for us? Oh, I, I thought I saw a hand over there. Did you have your hand? Yes, I did. Okay, go ahead. Uh, why is it so difficult for women to admit that they're wrong, precisely? Because Satan is their daddy. God above is the man's God, and the God below is the woman's God. And that's unless she grew up close to her father. If she grew up loving her father, then the God above would be her father because she loved her earthly father. But if she hasn't, then Satan is her daddy. So she has the nature of Satan. Satan is all ego. And that's why women need men to be right, so that if they were turned away from their father, the man that she marries or friendship or whatever can help her to overcome that, to come out of hell. So that's why they have it. Isn't that something? It's a great answer. It's true. Yeah. They, they must be born again. Yes, sir. And that's why most men don't know what they're dealing with. When they get involved with a woman, the man goes nuts. And, and he ends up dying and the woman just marries somebody else and kills them. And she, and she becomes like a, what do you call the people that kill a lot of folks? A serial killer. Yeah. But once men understand what's going on, the woman will die first. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? She'll haunt them from the grave. Yes, sir. So I, I wanted to say... Um, uh, I know that, you know, we don't know. Really, we don't know. Only God knows. Is that correct? Is that, um, so, like, what does it mean to not know? Because I know that I don't know. What does it mean to not know? Uh, when, you, when you really know that we, of ourselves we can do nothing, and of ourselves we know nothing, you're humbling yourself to God. You won't play God at all because you realize you have no answers. You don't know what's going on. Then you shall know. But as long as you think you know, you won't know. You just become dumber. Look how dumb the people are with degrees. <laughs> and whether it's a preacher degree or counselor degree, whatever, they're so dumb it's not even funny because they think they know. They don't know that they don't know. Their ego is in the way. But when you realize you don't know and of yourself you can do nothing, things start to change just like that. It's amazing. Yeah, and I want to also say thank you, Jesse, for, for you know when you you helped me out last week, 
you it, welcome. It, it changed me just like that. And so how was you, you had a good week? Uh, oh, uh, amazing week. Everything was in sync. I just let God do it, and everything was just so in sync. Everything was just happening, and I didn't. I and I had the same attitude through every situation. I wasn't happy. I wasn't excited. I wasn't. I was just, you know, just God lead me. Right and, on, man. Yes. Nice. All right. What do you think about when I say that Satan is a woman's God? <laughs> well, the first thing I wanted to do, of course, was. Uh, like get myself out of that and be like, well, I was raised close to my father, so that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but then, like, I well, got... it's the best kept secret on this side of heaven, <laughs> and that's why they push so hard for it. They they blame the man, blame the man, blame the man, right? Because Satan doesn't want you to pay attention to the woman. He want her to rob, steal, and kill, and it's crazy. But anyway. No, it's super interesting because I see, like, I saw the divergence from where that started happening. Like, oh, sorry. I'm loud. Uh, I went to, uh, like, super prestigious university where I got my degree. And, like, it was through that process that I, like, became less attached to my father. He was the one who pushed me to go there, too. He's like, you need a degree. Actually do something, which I'm not doing anything with. But uh, he was like, and it was, like, through that process, a degree in psychology. So it's, like, all that sides of the mind, right? Um, that, like, I started sort of drifting away from, like, the things that he taught me from the very get-go that were real. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the absence of him, I was, like, the craziest, most lost, like, most insanely emotional person of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, meeting my husband and, like, a very strong, not a beta male, not a beta male, <laughs> um, but, like, very, very, like, calm, doesn't have anger, doesn't react to anything, like just sort of brought me down and then like through like through that sort of grounded me again and brought me back to you. So it makes perfect sense to me. Right on. All that stuff. So <laughs> nice. Good. Holly, what do you think when you hear that the woman uh Satan is a woman's God? I agree. Oh you do? Yes. And, and why do you agree with it? Um women are just very emotional, dramatic, drama, you know, men don't do mess like make an anonymous message board just to attack, like, a woman's character or looks. Yeah. Men don't do that. Women do that. Women oh. dress for women. Women wear makeup for women. Amazing. Yes. Um, it's nice. Any woman here disagree with me that Satan is your daddy? <laughs> no? Uh, everybody know Holly Hake? That's Holly Hake. <laughs> Someone now? You had your hand? Okay, right here. Um, I just wanted to say um, about anger. Um, it says here in the Bible, in Numbers 11, it says, Now the people complained about their hardship in the hearing of the Lord. And when, the Lord, and when he heard them, his anger arose. Then fire from the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts. Um, I just want to say, um, um, I don't believe that you can 100% get rid of anger because the Bible says that God get angry and we have the attributes of him. We are made in his image. And one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So we do have to learn how to control it. And this is why a lot of people 
feel like they can't be good Christians because they get angry or they make mistakes and they're not told the uh, correct information. So then they go ahead and give up believing that they can't do it because um, it's natural to be angry. But the Bible said, be ye angry, but sin not. So in other words, it's natural to get angry. God get angry. He get angry at the children of Israel when, when, like he said, when, when he, when they was complaining about the things um, that he, that they wanted, and the way they wanted it, and and God heard it and got angry. Is there love and anger? Is there love and anger? I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say that. It, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Is there love and anger? Well, I, I I would say yes, and I would say no. It, it can't be but one or the other. No, and the reason why I would say that so because you yes could be no? angry. You yes and no, or yes and no. You say yes and no. There's how can you you can't give me two answers. Okay, well that's like trying to ride two horses at the same time. Well, what dog? So you gotta give me a chance to answer. How is it yes and no? Because you don't necessarily have to be angry with something that anger you you could be angry at something i mean something could cause you to be angry and it can also better you so what i'm saying is ang- anger can also prevent i mean uh cause good it don't also have to be negative it don't have to be negative um you get angry because like how he was saying that somebody cut them off or wouldn't them over so that might have caused a different type of anger but then there's other angers that cause you to be triumphant there's other anger that push you to be strong there's other angers that that cause you to, to accomplish certain things. So it depends on how you look at it. It's not necessary that all anger is, is, is from a bad perspective. And how do you determine which anger is good and which is bad? Because of the outcome and the way you view it, your, your point of view. So when mothers raise their children and recreate the children, their image, by having no love, by having, by no having love. anger, is that good anger or bad anger? Well, I'll say it from this point of view. Majority of the time when parents tell their children to do things, most of the time the kids don't like it, but it's basically beneficial to them, and it's, best, and it's probably best for them. Is that good anger or bad anger? Well, I wouldn't say that it's um, bad anger because they learn in discipline. Everything that, everything that is... Um, Bad. I mean, everything that seems bad is not always bad because you don't like it or it doesn't make you feel good. It, so it's not is always that bad. bad anger or good anger. Well, I would say it's good. And what's good by traumatizing the kids with that? No, anger? it's not traumatized because the kids end up becoming like the mother. No. They become drug addicts, alcoholics. No, when you say murderers, rapists. No, when you said whoremongers and no. And when you said discipline, they have fear, they have doubt, they lose their identity no. and become just like the mama. No, because when you said discipline, quite naturally, kids, when, when a parent tell them they can't do something, they get angry. They get angry at the mother, but, but not the father. But but they're learning discipline. So that's why that you see. That is so insane. You sound like a insane? nice lady, but that's crazy. How is that insane? How is that discipline? You put fear in the kids. You traumatize the kids. How because is fear, fear is good to some degree. It's not fear. It's not bad. I mean, to um, it's not bad all the time. When it is depends it good on to, to be what degree. afraid of mama? Huh? When is it good to be afraid of mama? When mama tell kid, don't put their hand in the fire. Don't play with the stove. Uh, don't be by the pool. Don't um, go out in the streets. 
That's amazing. I understand why you think that way. Mm-hmm. See, this is my proof that Satan is a woman God. Okay. There's no logic in that at all. But I understand mean? it. That's why a woman should get married before she start having children so that the father can discipline the children because it's not in the mother to discipline children. It's in the father. That's why she become the vice president, he become the president, mm-hmm. and she report to him so he can deal with it because it's not in the mother's nature to correct, to lead. It's in the father's nature. No, I agree without, I mean, the, it's not in the woman's nature to lead. I agree. But at the same time, there has to be some um, respect and discipline on, on the mother end, too, with the child. So the child has to know that, I mean, the child would know that daddy is the head as well, but he, that child also has to respect the parent, I mean, the mother as well. She, that child will if the mother respect the father. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the mothers don't respect the father, so they secretly turn the kids away from the father. So the father, the, daughter, the son or daughter lose respect. But if the mother respect the father, it will be fine. But the anger that you think that God has, you're talking about human anger. We have discernment. The children of God is like God, right? They have discernment. And in discernment, you can see injustice, but don't hate it. And you could deal with it, but don't hate it. But when you have anger, you're going to overreact every time. Because you, you're like trying to put out fire with fire. You can't fight evil with anger. You have to fight it with good, which is of God. Well, um, from my, my perspective, um, I would say that, um, like, in my, my case, I don't, I mean, like, I'm not a person who overreacts. And I, I don't get angry. Do you have anger? No, I don't get angry. Completely. You have no anger. I'm more of a forgiving person than you anger. You have no anger. Well, I wouldn't say I have no anger. Do you have anger? To some degree. Do you have anger? To some degree. Do you have anger? I didn't ask you about the degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm telling you because, it, yeah, okay, yes, I have anger. And are you a, a daughter of God? Yes. And does your father have anger too? Yes. You believe God has anger? Yeah, the Bible says um, the God Bible get angry. Says, this is why you have to be born again of the Spirit so that you can see within yourself the Word of God within and you will see that there is no anger. There's there no, no a- anger. God don't get angry? The reason you think there's anger because you have not been born of the Father. You must return to the Father. You've gone, maybe gone down to the front of the church and accept Jesus Lord and Savior. That don't do it. You must be born of the Spirit. Okay, well, let me say this to you. Um, I, I have been born of the Spirit, but let me say this what to spirit? you. Let me ask you the question. So what anger, how is God anger and the anger that we have is different? What, which way is it different? Here's his discernment. He doesn't. Um, so God he, don't it, react. It's a perfect love. It's not of evil at all. Mm-hmm. That's why it can defeat evil because perfect love can defeat evil. Okay, so let me ask you this question. When he caused the children of Israel, when they sinned and disobeyed God, and he caused a plague to come and it started killing he so many people. what? A plague. And it came and started killing so many people. What kind of anger was that? Perfect love. Okay. Yeah. Perfect love. Okay. Now, now, now tell me, give me a demonstration of our anger. Because I know that we could be angry as far as, like, trying to harm somebody. But... Are you able to give your mother an example of her anger? Um, um, no. 
Let her At have all. Your mother does not have anger? Nope. Um, I don't stay with her anymore, but when I was there, she wasn't really. She raised you person. with perfect love? No, I don't think so. Did she raise you with anger? No, she wasn't angry. Well, what did she raise you with? <laughs> she's no. telling the truth. No anger. Yeah, but she's not an angry person, At so all. I can't like, give any examples. Her so, how did you get messed up? <laughs> I do this think, is though, so good. The thing I do have with my mother that I don't like is that she tried to impose her will on me. Same thing, anger. Absolutely. Anger? Yeah. Why would there be anger? Why would you impose your will on someone else? But that's not anger. What is it? That's me showing love and affection to How her. How's that love? Got, trying to guide your... her in the correct way. So if it's love, why does she reject it? Because sometimes kids don't understand. She's still young. She's too young to understand what love is? Sometimes people are. Really? Not all people so know what think, love is. Some, some people think lust, lust is love. You Not everyone that, understands uh, love. You think that imposing your will on your child is love? Well, I, I wouldn't say I impose my will on her. I try no, to open up her that. understanding to understand so that she can make a conscious decision, knowing, you know, the difference. The difference between what? Between what other people teach and what I believe. Oh. Did, did your father protect you from her? No. Why not? Well, um... Speak to the microphone. Oh, my bad. My dad, he was kind of in the background. He didn't really do anything. He was scared to deal with her? <laughs> he was scared to deal with you? Yeah, I, I, would, I would say that. Yeah. Did you know he was afraid to deal with you? No, we we were just raised different. In what way? Well, I come from a Christian home, and my husband, he wasn't raised in church, so he didn't come from a Christian home. He just came from a basic, ordinary home. And so he just sat back and let you impose your will on his daughter? Well, he don't have a, 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 a belief, so he can't, I mean, he don't have a, he's not a Christian, he's not. Do you think God want you to impose your will on your daughter? Yeah. The Bible says, the, let me tell you. Did you say the, yes? The Bible says. <laughs> did you say yes? Let me tell you what the Bible says. No, first, I didn't hear you clear. <laughs> did you say yes? <laughs> okay. Let me, Don't tell me you said well, yes. I just want to get that clear. The Bible tells. I know, but before you go to the Bible, then I got to move on. Did, uh, you think God wants you to impose your will well, on I your I wouldn't daughter. use the word impose. But yeah, he wants that's me to. That's the word, though. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, use, I wouldn't use the word it But posed. that's the word we've been using. Don't well, change the word. Okay, well. You saw like them. Well, I wouldn't say impose because God would force his um, love on no man. Right, so why so, would you impose your, your will well, on her? I, I, I'm not trying to impose my will on her. I'm trying to, like I said, open up her understanding so that she can understand. Because sometimes I don't think she have a clear understanding of what it is that I'm saying to her. So but it's not that I'm opposing her will. if you had a clear understanding and she's rejecting your will, why wouldn't you back off? Well, I have backed off a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. She's like, no, you haven't. Yeah, a little bit. I have. Has she backed bit. off I'll a little honest. bit? No. A little bit. She's a grown woman. You still trying to impose your will. And that's love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you see someone... Do you obey your husband? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Your daughter's like... Really? <laughs> I, do, I don't obey. 
Yeah, I do. All right. All right. Well, a child of God would not impose their will on anyone. That's why you let God's will be done with you so he can kill that spirit that's in you. So you don't impose on anyone, your own kids or anyone. And that's what love is. You know what I'm saying? But I understand. Mm -hmm. This is why you're not supposed to listen to women. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you listen to the woman, you suffer. Oh, wow. Isn't that true? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yes, James. And then I think I saw here. Okay. And then I'll come back to you. This is why we got to start doing it right, folks. Women need men to be right. They really do. Otherwise, they go nuts. Look at the world around you. It is crazy as a Bessie bug because the men are not in control. And everything gone crazy. Yes, James? A couple of super chats. One on Streamlabs from Sixto Reef Whited, who says, I believe you're saying if a child is conceived out of wedlock, but the parents marry before birth, is the child still born of wedlock and sin? Out of wedlock and sin? If the child is... Conceived out of wedlock, but then they marry. Oh, so if the woman got pregnant yes. before they got married, and right. then they rush and got married beforehand, yeah. and the baby's born afterward? Right. Is that still born out of wedlock and sin? I don't sin? know. That's an g- interesting question. I know in the good old days, if a woman got pregnant out of wedlock, the woman would get married to somebody before the baby was born because it was an embarrassment to have a child out of wedlock. Right. But that's an interesting question. I don't know. He continues and said, much love for Jesse and the crew. Nick, go get the phone. (laughs) And then one more from YouTube. We got a lot of super chats, but I just want to read two. All right. Mr. Alfred gave a super chat on YouTube and said, where does evil come from? Satan. Yes, sir. Uh, another disagreement, Jesse. Um, and I, I have to preface, it's been getting my goat for a long time. So it's been doing what? It, uh, it's been a bugbear. It's been, uh, you know, it's the constant thought, you know. There's always something, right? So... Um, I have a, a question about the death penalty because I understood that you advocate for that. And yes. I, I, yeah, and last year I called your radio show actually, and we had we had a very brief discussion, and then we got cut off because it came to the break time. And I really wanted to argue with you and and you know uh, debate about the and death penalty. Yeah. Are you for it or against it? I'm against. Yeah. A- and why? It doesn't make sense to me. What does it make sense about it? So, we don't have the right to judge other people. Uh, and the, whatever someone's done in their life, they still have the ability to wake up and come back to God, right? I mean, the history is full of examples of that, as I understand it. So, it seems to me that it's not up to humans to execute, right? which is not the same as self-defense or, you know, if someone's coming to kill me, and I, then I have to, pres- the, I have to preserve right, uh, life, right? So then it's the same as if I'm going to kill an animal to eat it or something. That's logical to me. That's, it's not really death. That's in support of life. 
But let's say, you know, someone killed a million people or more. Bill Gates, even. Uh, now I got the guy well, locked up. We right? don't have the right to... You think that when a person go to the, uh, uh, electrocution or whatever, hmm. they're being judged? They've been judged in a human court right, by people. And you think that that's wrong? Yeah. And why do you think that's wrong? Well, I know it's wrong. Why? <laughs> because it's not logical. What's God's the, a logical What's not logical about that? Well, let's say Jesus said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? But you're missing it. He doesn't mean like that. He just doesn't want us to hate one another, right? To right. To God. Yeah. But if someone knows that there's law out there that says, if you murder, you will be murdered, it really set up to deter them from doing it. But if they do it, if they take someone's life, their life, they deserve to lose their own, to lose their life as well. It's just logical. Is it though? Yeah. I mean, because, because uh, yeah, no, I, I'm then, not a Bible thumper uh, to me, but the, so the, I didn't grow up reading the Bible and studying the Bible and learning the Bible, but of late, I've been reflecting on it a lot, and it seems to me that there's a very clear message from Jesus in the New Testament, right, that people came to torture him to death. He said to one of his disciples, don't you think I could call on my father and he would get me out of this, right? He could send angels to come and rescue me, but no, I have to go and do this, right, because he wanted to make the example. So, so he allowed himself to be... When, when, just to be clear, and because of time... Um, when someone go to the death chambers, they're going there because someone had judged them? Yeah. And that was wrong? Yeah. So when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with the kids, the yeah. grass, the yeah. dog, yeah. the adult, mm-hmm. the white people, because mm-hmm. there were no blacks, right? And, uh, and the Jews, was God judging? Yeah, that's his right. And, and he was right to do it. Yeah. But why is it right for him to do it, but not for us to do it? Because that's his, it's not for us to do it, that's his right. Why? Well, what happens to someone after they die? Well, now you ask me a different question. Well, no, why it's the same is, question. Why is it okay because for God because, to do it, for, but not for us to do it? Because when, after someone dies, the, you're killing the body, right? Yeah, but you're not answering the, the question. Well, how do I answer the question? Why is it okay for God to do it, but not for us to do it? Because God is of the eternal, right? We're temporal. So if we kill someone, we're just killing the body, but we're not doing anything with the spirit. The spirit then goes on to whatever is... What does that have to do with the death penalty? Well, that is the death penalty. That's, that's, uh, That's human people out of human thoughts, human desires, oh, I don't like this person, they okay. should die. I want them out of my world. I mean, there are people out there who agree with it and who don't. So mm. it's no big deal. But when but, I become but, president, so I'm going to make what all gets my Jesse, with the death Jesse, penalty. Is it not a big deal? No. I mean, we have people that disagree with it and those that don't. Yeah. I mean, I know you say that there's no such thing as a big deal. But it seems to me that maybe salvation, if there's such a thing as a big deal, that would be it, right? I really don't understand your question. 
Well, I, I rephrase the question. And I don't know how what I, that I rephrase my question. How I called into your radio show. But how can a Christian? I got to move on because I want to get this. You got to run. Yeah, yeah, I'm running. Okay. So let me run <laughs> to right. this guy. Okay. Well, call me on the show with it. And you call me up again like you just did now. And you did okay. Last time. All right. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. Third time lucky. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to say something real quick. When we were talking about uh, anger and uh, mothers imposing their will on, on children, I think what came to mind for me personally is like one of the hardest things for people, and including myself before, to understand is that like there is literally no emotion attached to love. Like true, right. like true love is Absolutely. like like if someone's asking me for directions and I tell them, "Well, turn left and then turn right, and you'll get to where you need to go," but then they they don't follow the directions. I'm not mad at them. I'm just like, you You didn't follow the directions. Right. I can tell you in a different way. Maybe you'll understand. But it's like if they don't end up going where they need to go, I don't feel anything about it. And if they get to where they need to go, it's like I know that I, I did my job well, but it's like I don't get any, like, unnecessary, like, emotion out of it. So, Absolutely. like, one of the things that, like, I think especially with mothers – is that like, um, like they get like too much, whether positive or negative, like emotion out of, like, you know, imposing their will. I don't know if imposing your will is the right word, but it's like there's really no emotion attached to true, to true love. It's just like, you know, you do your best, and then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like it's like that's kind of like what a father's love is like. Yeah. Where it's like. God and, is God is dispassionate. Yeah, and it's like and that's why we overcome that father state. He take all that junk away from you. Yeah, and it's like if you really love someone, you have to let them suffer if they if that's what they need. Uh, absolutely, and you have no right to feel sorry for them because that might be the best thing that could that could happen for them. that. That was for me. Like I learned more, you know, being out on my own and almost being homeless than any kind of love that my mom would give me. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, that's maybe that would kind of help you understand what Jesse's where Jesse's coming from. It's like it might seem cold to some people or like like you don't care, but really truly caring is like taking yourself out of the picture and just like it's like, you know, it's like black and white, you know. So that's just what came to mind when you were talking. I'm looking at this family right now that I know. I remember the mother when she was a little girl and I know her mother, right? And when she was a little girl, her mother was a bitch. <laughs> a capital bitch. <laughs> and then, so because her father and her mother used to live together, so I would go visit sometimes, and I was observe how the mother would deal with the, with, the, uh, with the child. And if the father said anything, he had to crawl under the bed. Because she would go off on the father. So the child had no protection. And then the father left this woman and went and married another woman. So this, this girl used to go visit the father at his new home with the new woman, right? And that woman would go off on the girl too, cause, you know, stepdaughter. And now this woman is married with a child, a little boy. And she is doing exactly to the boy where her mother and the stepmother did to her. She became just like them. And now I see the little boy starting to get angry at just like the mother. 
It's just, I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. It's the same spirit from generation, but they had a father to stand between that mother and the child. That would not be happening. The child would not lose his identity. That is not love that he's talking about. That's hate. Men don't deal like that with their children. We got to get it right, folks. Otherwise, it's over. Men got to return to the fathers. Otherwise, it's over. Look at the world now. Men are weak. Women are ruling. And everything is falling apart. Ain't nothing working. Nothing is working. They even got little boys cutting off their private part and attaching a female part to them. What kind of sense does that make? While at the same time, they're killing babies in the womb. They're doing everything else wrong. It's a mess. Men, y'all are needed. Really. You represent the sons of God. You represent God. And if that don't happen, men are afraid to speak up. Who's afraid? When I was a little kid, I would speak up. And the old people didn't like it, especially women. I remember my aunt told me one day, I was a little kid, and she said something. I said, no, that ain't right. Something to her. She's like, boy, one day your mouth's going to get you in trouble. And I used to wonder, what does she mean by that? I now know. <laughs> but that's okay. But it's a spiritual battle. It really is a spiritual battle. And men, you're supposed to be logical, unemotional, leading the way, the light of the world. And you can do it if you're born again of God. And women can come around too if they're born again of the Father. You must return to your earthly father and love him so you can be born of the Spirit of God. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen unless you love your earthly father, men and women. Yes, sir. Oh, then I'll take you, James. Sorry about that. How do you forgive a mother? It's abnormal. Excuse me. Don't, don't forget. When you really, really think about it, it's abnormal for a man to have fear. Just think about it. How are you going to go out in the wood and kill the tiger if you have fear? You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense, right? It just, it's not normal for men to be afraid of women. It's just a woman. It's not like God. <laughs> it's just another body, a female body. But the men are so afraid. They lick boots. You must be born again. That's what is needed. Yes, sir. How do you forgive your mother if she's dead? By getting to know yourself and realizing that you can't help yourself. You know, you do things that you wish you didn't do or things that you say, oh, I would never do it again. Or you overreact. Once you get to know yourself, it will cause you to realize that your mother couldn't help herself. And that would cause you to forgive her. But you got to know yourself. All right? Have you for, did your mother die or something? Yes, sir. And you did not had not forgiven her? No. Yeah. Yeah, just get to know yourself. Once you get to know yourself, you can see the world around you so clear. You can read people, they don't know you're reading them. They literally think they're getting away with something, and they're not, because you can see them, but they don't know that you can see them. It doesn't matter what kind of front they put on, you can see them because you can see from within. But you got to get to know yourself first. And it's so amazing to know yourself. 
You become yourself again. You have no fear, no doubt, no worry, no insecurity. No, you don't worry about anything. And life just unfolds for you. You can take it or leave it. And nothing is that important. There's not one thing that's important enough to make you angry. If it doesn't fit, let it go. Not a big deal. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Are you doing a silent prayer? <clears throat> not every day, but I have. And why not every day? I don't have a reason. Um, other times I, I'll pray like this gentleman said, where I'll, I'll go to Christ with my problems. I'll, I'll either vocalize or I'll um, tell him about my problems throughout my day because I remember what you said about don't ever, ever, never, ever, 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 ever. Never tell a woman your problems. Yeah. So I'll I'll go to Christ with my issues or you my. You stop telling a woman your problem. Yeah, that's my wife. Oh, that's your wife. Yeah. And you, at one time, you would tell her your problems. That or complain about things a lot or um, my own personal issues, and I I slowly started kind of. What did that not, feel like to come home? Oh, honey, my life is so rough. At my the dog time, died. yeah. At the, the time, looking back me. on it, at the time, um, it didn't bother me. Like, I thought it was something normal because the world told me I have to share everything with your spouse and yeah. no secrets, and I felt like it was um, wrong to do that. But then now I look back and I, I do see, like, um, how would I – I kind of see it like when you call the police and when they come to your house, you, like, you have a problem – and let's say there's a guy outside and you're scared. Well, you don't want the police officer to come and be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm scared too, you know. Because yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, what the heck's going on? And so that's how I felt like I was being with, with my wife. I felt yeah. like she's probably thinking, geez, you know, what kind of a guy is this? You know, he's just coming home, like, complaining all the time or, or issues. And so um, now we'll talk about, like, political things, things that bother us, but um, – I'm, uh, I'm not angry about it. You know, we'll talk about how bad Biden's met is, yeah. is is messing things up or issues like that. But I don't ever feel like I'm like complaining to her, right or, like on. crying to her. I've I've tried to stop that to be strong. Good. Which and how does she feel about that now that you don't do it anymore? Uh, what has she said to you? Then I asked her. She, um, I don't think she's really said much to me, but. Um, I don't, I, I, I feel, uh, I don't think it's anything negative, I don't think. Oh, okay. Because yeah. some guys tell me when they stop telling their wives their problem, she's like, you don't love me. Uh, uh, you don't tell me anything. She's not an American you woman. You don't though, so. love me. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel now that he doesn't tell you his problems anymore? You like it? Yeah, it's less stress. Less stress. That's right. Women can't. Ha- women can't even have their own problems. Isn't that right? <laughs> Isn't that right, Holly? Yeah. They can't handle their own problems. We can't handle our own problems. That's why we go to God and let Him guide us. Really. So they need us the way we need God. Yeah. Do you disagree with me about this? Is this your first time? Oh, is this your first time? Oh. I, don't wanna, I don't I don't wanna talk. You know what? <laughs> I'm just listening and I'm I know you can tell by all my facial expressions probably. Yeah. <laughs> because 
I'm learning. And anything you disagree with so far? Um, I have to say the self-reflection, the self-love, the self, you know, knowing yourself, learning about yourself. That's, you can, you can, I don't know. I'm, I'm not Take good at, I think that's the heart of it, right? Like, that's, no one like, you're, you're able to. That, <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> knowing yourself and having self-love and self-respect, you're able to give that to other people around you. You know, you're, you're right. Like, love, it's. It's not, I'm getting too nervous to talk. So. No, you're doing fine. <laughs> it's just fellowship. Don't worry. And but I why agree does he rub you like that? Like mama. Uh, <laughs> he, he's a sweetheart. He brought me here. He's a sweetheart? Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. I said the no. wrong thing because I'm a woman. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that. Y'all be quiet. No, but like... <laughs> But, this is a um, new experience, and it, no, I'm, I'm no, enjoying no. it, and I, I really appreciate this. Yeah. Have you overcome your anger? Oh, no, no. I'm working on that, though. And by doing what? Meditation, um, allowing myself time for myself, you know, taking a time out to, like, reflect on things. How did you become angry? Uh, do you have, like, hours? <laughs> have... No, um, I feel like I'm sharing too much, but... No, you're doing fine. Everybody, we all go through the same thing. <laughs> I lost my mom when I was young, so I took care of my family after that, so... I totally understand that. You had to take care of your brothers and sisters? And, and my dad. Too. And your father. Mm-hmm. That is so wrong to put that kind of pressure on a child. So I've forgiven him. Did you tell him? Yes. Good. And he, he kind of reacted like his mother a little yeah. bit. So, sorry. No, no problem. You're doing fine. So, uh, yeah, I mean. What did he say when you went he, to him? He um, just kind of slept off, you know, like, oh, tsh, you're, you're imagining things. I'm like, Amazing. I've, so it's, it's been a process. And I feel like I've gotten, I've made strides, you know, right. in, a, in the positive direction. And it's just, life is too short to, to stress out and, like, worry about everything. Absolutely. And, you know, when you find love within your heart, you know, you can give it easier, and you can forgive easier, and you can live a happier life. Do you hold anything against yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, self-doubt, right? Like, there's a lot of self-doubt that stops you yeah. from progressing and moving forward. But it's like you have that self-talk, you know, and, hey, you know, you're doing fine. This is, this is your path right now, and this is... This is where you have. This is where you're supposed to be. Like right now, I'm supposed to be here, yeah. talking with you. That's right, absolutely. So, how does your brothers and sisters? How do they feel about you? <laughs> My brother. I have a younger brother, and um, we have our differences. But we were very close after that happened. 
And I would go, you know, you go to your kids' soccer games and stuff like that. I would do that for him growing up, or you know, so he wouldn't miss out. Yeah. And I know several uh, men and women today who the parent made them become a parent before time when they were a little kid, and they've been traumatized by it. And it seemed to be hard for them to overcome that. And I understand yeah. it, but if, are you doing the silent Did he tell you about the silent prayer yet? He, he did, yeah. Okay, have you started doing it? Um, I haven't done it yet, but I know that um, we've, we've discussed what it is. You know, well, yeah. I want you to start doing it. Even if you're doing another kind of pray, prayer, do mm-hmm. that first. Hoop and holler, whatever, right? And then once you calm down mm-hmm. and, and do the silent prayer, and you will get to know God, and he will, he will give you an amazing life. He will cause it to happen. Because it's hard for these people to overcome being a parent. Parents are selfish. When they make the older child take care of the kids, like it's their kids, right? And it's hard enough to, for parents to do it. How do you expect the children to do it? But, you know, I mean, in, in a different perspective, he was also dealing with the death of his wife, too. And, gr- like, now that I'm older, I can see that. But, yeah. But that was his problem, There's not a, yours. I know. You that's, know what I'm saying? Yep. That's why I had a lot of resentment toward him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you've forgiven him because if you don't, you would never know God. Uh, It's wrong, but don't resent him for it. No, I mean, I love my dad. He's he's doing the best he can. Yes, absolutely. That's that matters, you know. Right on. We do the silent prayer, and uh, it's morning and night. Stay with us so God can bring you out of your out of your thoughts Mm -hmm. and renew your mind. All right. Mm -hmm. Any other questions or comment? Um. No, I mean, I'm really uh, enjoying your, I'm really enjoying this. It's, it's making me see things differently. Right on. It's helping me to see things differently. Yeah. Even and though, you know, women are connected to Satan somehow, but uh, <laughs> I, I still think that's pretty interesting. <laughs> you will be all right now. <laughs> now I know. Yeah. Once you forgive your father as you have due to silent prayer, mm-hmm. God would take Satan's identity away from you. Because it's a spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you take that spirit away, anger, self-doubt, all that stuff would disappear. And it would be amazing for you. Thank all right? You. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came. Thank, thank you. All right. Nice. Oh, uh, yes, James. A Streamlab super, short, super chat from Take Heart. Um, Take Heart gives a Bible verse that says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Yeah. That's Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Uh-huh. You little Bible her. <laughs> it's amazing to me that the church has convinced the Christians that you can have anger. On one hand, they say you must be born again. And on the other hand, they say you can have anger. Or you got to either serve Satan or God. You can't serve both, right? And they'll tell you God is love. God is love. Come to love. But yet they tell you it's okay to be angry. It's, it's insane. And that's why the Christians don't have the power to fight darkness. That's why the world is winning. Because if you have anger, you're the same as they are. You can only overcome evil with good, only with love. So you got to drop the anger. And we, y'all need to drop it really fast because 
the world is messed up. It's, it's like they lie to you. They outright just lie to you. And when they lie and you know that they lie, they don't come back and say, oh, sorry about that. I made a mistake. They just tell another lie. They don't even, they don't correct it at all. And the people go out and vote for them. Okay, we'll still vote for you. Don't worry. What do you think you're going to do? And y'all need to get involved with the, in politics too. This is a Judeo-Christian country. Our government needs to be ran by Christians, not secular. You see what kind of laws they're passing? They're taking away all of our rights. They're not going to look out for the Christians. It doesn't make sense that you should not be involved in government. All right? Get involved. Run. Do something. And men, stop being beta. I never see, I didn't know men could get this week, but I understand. Um, did I see someone here? Yes. Then I have a brand new biblical question. Did you, I see your hand again? No? Okay. Can you define the ego? Saint's nature uh, is very powerful, prideful. It has fear and doubt and worry and insecurities. It's up and down emotionally. It has no love. It's all ego, really, but it's all hate. It has no patience, any of that stuff. And that's why you must be born again so you can overcome that. And women need men to help them overcome it. But if you don't have a man, you can go to God yourself and it still work. All right? Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Question is more about uh, can you be around someone that is uh, evil and, but overcome them instead of them overcoming you? If you are, if you are returned to the Father? Yeah. You can, but it's not good. It's not good? It's not good to hang around evil too long. Well, because like my example earlier, I was working with pretty much evil because it was up and down emotional. I know, but at work. It's just an eight-hour job, so don't, just don't judge that person because at the end of the day, you're going your way. But don't, let, don't get into an argument with them. Don't try to prove anything. Just do your job. Okay. Right? It's not like you're living with the person. Well, they're in my house for eight hours. Over right. There. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not good to hang out with evil. How you doing, man? In the back, yeah. How are things going for you? Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, have you noticed a change in you, in yourself? Um, I noticed a few difference. Um, I'm starting to notice it right now, or um, I didn't notice it till then, and it's like, okay, maybe this, I feel some sort of change. There, there's some things that I used to like. Um, I would say it's more of an escapism, but uh, I've... I mean, there's some things I'm still struggling, but um, but I'm coming to terms with um, just being in the present. Um, I've been doing um, some pray, um, prayer, the silent prayer, and also um, meditation sometimes. Right on. He makes a good point. You got to stay in the presence of God, and when you're in the present, He will change your life. Satan try to pull you out, but you got to practice staying in the presence. So, and you notice that. You're not overreacting as much anymore. Eventually, not at all. You'll notice that your life is changing by itself. And life becomes easy and becomes amazing. But you've got to practice staying in the present. 
And that's the last place that Satan wants you is in the presence of God. That's why, because he can't come into the present. He has to draw you out. And um, by making you think about the past or the future, then once he draw you out, he controls you. But if he can't bring you out of the present, it's amazing. So practice being here and now rather than thinking about tomorrow or yesterday. God said, come into my presence. He's right here all the time, and you're automatically changing. And life is just, it's really about just living. You don't need a plan. You, if you have friends, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. If family members like you, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine. If you stay present, you're going to have peace at all times with all things. But you've got to practice staying in the presence of God. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Stay out of your head. Every thought is a lie. Am I right about that? Every thought is a lie. I can tell. You, you know, when I was at home, you said that last time. I was going to ask you about that question. Yeah. How is every thought? So the good thoughts are a lie too? Yes. Okay, can you explain to me? Because the good ones are a lie. They build you up and they make you feel good about whatever, right? And as soon as you're feeling good, then they'll tell you something negative. Now you're feeling bad or you have fear. You're overreacting. And as soon as you're overreacting, it'll tell you, oh, tomorrow will be better. You know, you're going to get this. Now you're feeling good. And when tomorrow comes, things are worse. Now you're feeling bad, and now you want to jump out a window. But if you let every thought go, because they're both imposters, you're going to live by the Spirit of God. And in His way, all things are perfect at all times. It's not based on thought. That's why God said, my my children should know me by my voice. His voice is a voiceless voice, and Satan talked to you. Satan will quote the Bible and everything and make you think that it's from God. That makes sense? You experienced that? Would Satan quote the Bible? Yeah, like... You never heard Satan quote the Bible in your... In your I in, heard people who quote the Bible. Have you heard Satan no, quote the Bible in your heard. head? Satan never mentioned the scriptures to you. No. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. No. But, <laughs> so you never heard Satan quote the Bible? No. Oh, amazing. No, I haven't. I don't talk to Satan. No. So, so what? No, I haven't heard him quote the Bible. Do you believe that all thoughts are lies? Huh? Do you believe that all thoughts are lies? All thoughts? No. You think they are true thoughts? I don't think they all are lies. Do you think some of them are true? Yes. Like what, for example, if you can think of one? When I be thinking that I can do certain things, that if I put my mind to it, if I work hard, I be thinking I can do that. Um, when I pray, I believe that God can do things. Um, I believe that those be true. And I be um, looking forward to it, and I be waiting on it, and a lot of times I see results. You see results. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Well, keep paying attention to all that. Let me know how it goes. Okay. All right? All thoughts are lies all the time. God reveals Satan talk. Voice is voice versus voice. All right? Uh, my brand new biblical question. Where's Nick? What's my brand new biblical question, Nick? First Colossians um, chapter 1, verse 15 says, The Son is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. What does that mean? What does that mean? You ever heard that before? Anybody ever heard that? Oh, okay. 
Have you heard that? Uh, you know what that means? What? You know what it means? Yeah, but I didn't hear the last point when he read it. But I heard. I, I read it again, and then I want here, and then we're gonna end. It says, the sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. What does that mean to you? The sun? It's the image. Of the invisible God? Yeah. Yeah, he is the image. What does that mean to you? We, too, are also made in the image of God. Right. But what does that mean to you? That means he's in the likeness. Oh, speak into the mic. He's in the, um, the the likeness, his attributes. Do you believe he is God? Do I believe Jesus is God? Oh, sure. But Absolutely. Didn't that verse just tell you he's the image? Yeah. So if he's the image, how is he God? Because there's another scripture that also says... No, just stay with that one first. Don't start running. Well, I have to... Well, I have to so I can connect them. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, um, Jesus said that I am in the Father and the Father (laughs) is in me. And in the beginning... He said, let us make man, and they were um, one. And that's why the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And what I believe is, um, I think I said before, I know it's a new set of people, but um, God is one because it's like a computer, right? You have three components to that computer. You have the brain, which is the um, the hard drive. Make it short. Okay, I am, you have the keyboard and you have the monitor. If you take away the brain, then you just have the monitor and the keyboard. So the computer will not work. It's useless. But if how you, does that make if you take Jesus any part, God? I, because I'm trying to tell you, you need, all three, you need all three components to, to have a, you need all three of those components to have one computer. Is that correct? You need, you need, all, you need all three of those components to have one computer, right? What does that have to do with God being, I mean, Jesus being God? Because, because they work within each other. They are one. That's why Jesus, because God is the head of everything. So whatever the head say, the word, which is God, he speaks. And whatever the word speaks, the Holy Spirit performs it. So it, 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 it works like that. You can't separate them. <laughs> I'm about to get drunk. Okay, go ahead then. <laughs> um, they are one. What does that mean to you, Joel? The biblical question or this what she said? my brand new biblical question. Repeating it. He is the image of the invisible. Uh, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. The image of the invisible God, firstborn of the all sun, creation. The sun is the image of the invisible yeah. God, the firstborn over all creation. That's my expert. <laughs> <laughs> this expert got a smoke on it. Uh, and this is so, this is going to blow your mind. It's so good. Uh, Levi, what is that? You want to smoke on it? Yeah. <laughs> Some time. Okay. Levi, what does that mean to you? You've heard that before? I haven't, no. You have not heard that? No, oh, but okay. I think what it means to me is, you know, I don't believe Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are one. I, there's three separate things. I think that God is the Father. Jesus was the son that uh, came and that the spirit is the power which they used to do their works. Um, but I think that what it means by saying that is that God is invisible as no one's seen God, right? I mean, in the Bible it says that Moses wanted to see God, so he passed by him, but he only saw his backside. So I think what it's saying is that 
Jesus came and perfectly fulfilled God. He was in a human body so that we could see him, but he had God's likeness, and was he was without sin. So okay. for that time, the people there could see Jesus and say, this is what God is like. And then for us, when we read the Bible and hear the stories about Jesus, we can see, oh, this is what God was like for them. And we can see that we can be like God if we let God work through us so that it helps us to have a vision of what God can be like. So it's easier for us to come to the Father. Nice. This is an amazing question. It's going to blow your mind. It really is. Uh, Paul want to respond to it. And, and then Holly Haight had the last word on it. Okay. Can I hear it just one more time? Just one yeah, more time. can you hear it one more time? <laughs> the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. That is mind-blowing. It made you want to grow an afro. Yes, Paul. I guess um, for me it would be... Are you a Christian, Paul? I am. I am a Christian, yes, yes. Uh, Why do you look like a Jew? (laughs) (laughs) I get that a lot. I get that a lot. I think it's... I'm Armenian. I'm Armenian. And so I think you it's, are Armenian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's the big nose with the with the curly hair. Yeah, you got the off. Jew hair. <laughs> you got the, the <laughs> you got the Jew nose, the Jew yeah, hair. It, it he kind of looked Jewish in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I get it a lot. Is I your mama Jew? No, they're both Armenian. They're both, Arme- both Armenian. What Pure Armenian. Are you sure? <laughs> you better ask your mother when you get home. No, but no, uh, but uh, I guess it would be even though we don't see. God, God can present himself to us in, in different ways. And so one of those ways could be uh, like one of those ways could be like the sunshine or, or, or the, the invisible light of the sun. Or, or that is one way that God can uh, reach us and t- touch, t- touch us kind of. And uh, he is kind of, he, whatever, whatever, whatever means he chooses to connect to us with, uh, it doesn't matter because he is, he is the, the father, the ultimate father in the end. Okay. I want to uh, encourage you all, instead of thinking about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, who like you, who don't like you, how much money you have, you need to think on these things. And then you'll see that God will provide for you. He really wants you to know because he loves us and he doesn't want us going around in the world not knowing the truth. And it's simpler than what you can even imagine. We've been lied to for so long to churches, academia, and all that. But you got to come back. You got to seek the kingdom at all times. And once you find it, you got to stay with it. And he'll renew your mind. And you'll be surprised how simple life really, really is. It's not complicated at all. And he will take care of you. But you got to think on these things. Instead of worry about where you get your next joint from, or you know what a joint is, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, think on these things, and if people don't like you, fine, wish them well, and he will guide you. He has it all laid out, and he will guide you. Yes, ma'am. Last word, and then uh, it was. Uh, yeah, Colossians one. Colossians. Colossians. 
verse 15. That whole little section there is amazing, but I just want to shorten it up for the uh, biblical question. Holly, have you ever heard that before? I have not. But and now I love you that. hear it, does it mean anything? I mean, no, but I like that how we've been talking about, you know, this year about the Trinity and the Bible thumpers are all into the Trinity and all these rules and the Bible. But like you said, the Jew, Christian, Armenian, he's like, like God's, God is in the sunshine. God is in, it even says it in the Bible. It says God, there are his invisible qualities. Like you don't need the Bible to believe in God. God speaks to us like the voiceless voice. I don't know. That's, that verse does blow my mind, though, because the Bible thumpers never know that verse, but they know all these other verses. They skip over the best parts of the Bible for right. some reason. The real stuff you really need, they don't talk about it. They don't deal with it. The simple stuff is being left out. You're absolutely right. But listen, we are so out of time. Do the silent prayer morning and night. Stay with, if you're doing other kind of prayer, do that too, and you'll see the right way to go. Whatever your other prayer, but be still so that God can uh, renew your mind. He loves you. Renew your mind. He doesn't care about what you've done in the past. He cares about the heart. All right? And he'll clean up the junk. He changed the heart just like that from hate to love. And once the heart is changed, all is well. Everything else gets easier and easier. And allow yourself to grow. If you had never studied the Bible or gone to school, you'd be better off today. Because people who have been educated, they are now fighting the ego. That's a serious battle with that ego. Learning the Bible is the worst thing ever happened to you. Learning secular knowledge, if it's not done right, is the worst thing that can happen to you. Because now you think you know, you're fighting with the ego, and Satan doesn't want you to know. That's why he's always reminding you. But doubt it, and just live your life, all right? Life is just about living. It really is about living. And if somebody don't like it, give them the finger. Right? She like. <laughs> really. But wish him well. It's, life is really just about living. And I'm doing t- he's gonna un- he'll unfold your life. He will add unto you out of nowhere. Nowhere. And I want to say to the ladies in closing, Y'all should have like a, a no crossing line. That ain't nobody, a man ain't that important. You know what I'm saying? And to the men, women ain't that important. Whether you let them beat you up and take your money and keep you around and cheat on you and all that stuff, it ain't worth it. That's not love. And, and I counsel with men and women now who are going through hell behind another person. It ain't worth it. If it's not happening easily, let it go. If you try to make it happen, let it go. It's not meant for you. All right? Y'all suffering unnecessarily. Ain't no man or woman that important. And women are like a bus. If you miss one or another, be along in a minute. Stop it. Relax. Enjoy life. You're not supposed to be suffering like this. Really. All right? 
So do this silent prayer. Stay with it. Speak up. Don't resent. You got to start speaking up. And wife, y'all need to speak up. And don't let anything be so important that you won't speak up. All right? You got to start speaking up before it's too late. This world is going down fast. And the children of the lie, they are in control of this world. And they're trying to change it overnight before you even have a chance to do anything about it. All right? It's time to overcome fear. The church needs to turn away from the world. Be in it, but not of it. All right? Um, so, in announcement, Hermes. Oh, okay. All right. We need your email, right? I'm sorry? And mailing address. And mailing address. We have an event coming up soon. We're about to finalize it. It's going to be amazing. So we want to make sure we get in contact with you. Um, I think that's it. Thank you for your support. Stay with the silent prayer. If everybody stopped doing it, you do it. I'm telling you, I've been doing it 32 years. I had no idea how amazing life could be. And, and the more you do it, the more you let go. And wish everybody well. Don't hold anything against anyone, and you'll be fine. Really, have a good attitude. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting. I absolutely appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Appreciate it. So what we're going to do, I want to welcome the first-time visitors. Uh, Joel coming with the basket in donation time. And James has the credit card in case you have a credit card.